Hey, welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And today we are excited um, because we are going to talk uh, about uh, kind of all things Native American and how it fits in with camp and what's what, what you can is appropriate to do and not do. And we have a special guest, Paul Gowder. And uh, hello, Paul. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, Paul, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself uh, and kind of give us uh, an idea of your background. Sure. Um, Paul Gowder, I am from Lexington, South Carolina, and I grew up going to scout camp. I went to Camp Coker as a youth and uh, served on uh, camp staff there. And in graduate school, I uh, was playing around with it and decided to teach myself how to build web pages and built this page um, about Native Americans. It was something that was kind of uh, got an interest from Scout Camp and um, was participating in powwows and traveling, um, dancing and singing. So I built a page about that. And from there, it has grown over the past 20 something years. That was in 1996 uh, to powwows.com now. And we have a very active community uh, with a, a great following on social media and we uh, stream powwows live so it it's uh it's exciting now i get to do um, i'm very fortunate to get to travel around to several powwows um in the u.s and canada i have a daughter she's 15 and uh, she she is a summer camp enthusiast she goes to camp gravit in aiken south carolina um this summer will be her first time on staff uh, she was an uh, at her camp, they call it LIT, Leadership and Training. So she did that last year. And so she's uh, been invited back to be a junior counselor this year. So she's looking forward to that. And my wife was actually, <laughs> the camp's in our family. Um, my wife uh, served five summers on camp staff for a special needs camp in um, Wedgefield, South Carolina, hmm. um, Camp Burnt Gin. Um, and then as a camper, she went to a- uh, Gravit, um, same as Brooke. Um, and my wife's father went to grab it. So Brooke is a, a third generation camp yeah. grab camper. Wow. Pretty cool. <laughs> what, what is, what is a powwow? That's a great question. So powwows are just celebrations for native people. Um, and it can be for all kinds of reasons. You, you'll see powwows that are home. Cons. So, you know, just like a high school may have a homecoming every year. Uh, it's a way for the tribes to, um, welcome everybody back, come back to the reservation or come back to, uh, you know, whatever place, um, you'll see them. There'll be some families will sponsor birthday powwows or wedding powwows. Um, and then some of them are just sponsored by tribes or other organizations. And they're just annual events where people get together it's a way for the native people to come together and their festivals. Um, just like any kind of festivals you have in your, t- in, y- in your towns across America, mm. it's food, it's dancing, it's singing, it's crafts, vendors. Um, it's a, you know, full cultural kind of festival. See all kinds of things there. Did you grow up in, in or around a tribe? No, I didn't. Um, it was one of those things that was talked about in my family every once in a while, but it wasn't until I kind of got interested and I did the research to find out um, exactly uh, some of our native heritage. And I'm part native, I, you know, and I didn't grow up on a reservation or anything like that. But that is, is here in the southeast. It's difficult sometimes to trace, but I, I've traced some of it. It wasn't until um, high school and college that I really started going to powwows. Yeah, yeah. So if, if like Chris and I, you know, I'm German, would, would we be able to go to a powwow or is that not uh, allowed? Yes. Good question. 
Great question. Powwows, all of them are open to the public and welcome the public. Um, some of them will have admission fees, some of them won't. Um, but yeah, they all welcome everybody to come and watch. Uh, there's some powwows that even will encourage um, people to dance and participate. You just It depends on the powwow and it depends on who's running it that year. Um, uh, there, there are times where intertribal dances or round dances or things like that where they do encourage people to come and participate. Um, other powwows are um, – there's a lot of contest powwows now where, where the dancers or singers are competing for money. Oh. These are big money – yeah, some of these are big money powwows. You know, like a, a drum group, where, drum group meaning uh, eight to ten guys and and women singing on a drum together. Um, some of these prizes can be fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for a drum group. So those powwows, you're less likely to be able to participate, but they are always welcoming people to come and watch. I, I can guarantee if anyone has seen me dance or heard me sing, no one is inviting me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Let alone uh, pay you. Yeah. Uh, I, right. I'm sorry, you are you are forced to watch. We don't want you to do anything else. <laughs> and we need you to watch back there. Yeah, that's please, right. <laughs> please move to the back. Uh, we wanted oh, – first of all, what's, what's the uh, web address? What's the URL to uh, your site? www.powwows.com. Powwows.com. Great. Yep. And I just got on it. It's got a lot of stuff on there. You are on the board of a camp. Uh, you right. have worked for camps. You've researched and studied, and you really know kind of uh, what is appropriate and not appropriate for, you know, in the Native American community and uh, how that might be applied to camp. So I think you're the perfect person to ask what is okay and not okay to do. Such as, you know, is it okay for campers to make God's Eyes and Dreamcatchers? Right. And it's a a difficult question, um, but one I'm glad you guys asked. It's one of those things, too. It's always going to be – the first answer is always going to be it depends. But I think we can make some general – generalizations here. Um, You know, as far as – let's talk about crafts. I think crafts are a great way to learn a culture. Um, it's something I think anybody can do. I think the line is, and I know this a lot growing up in Boy Scout camps. Boy Scouts are, are terrible about this. Um, <laughs> but taking the craft and then wearing it and be and trying to dress or act as a native person, I think that's where the line comes. Making a dream catcher or making um, a, a bonnet or making a bustle, I think all that's great. It's the line is when you try to then become become something that you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. That Does that makes, make sense? That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I guess even camps could, uh, if they make it part of a an educational moment as well, that might yes. be, yeah, mm-hmm. that might help. Yeah, and um, before we started, um, there are some great kits out there. And, and uh, my last year on scout camp staff, I was actually the handicraft director. And so we did a lot of those kind of kits, um, whether it's beadwork or quill work, or um, like you're saying, just a God's eye or dream catcher. There's all kinds of those out there. And um, especially if you can then do a little research, if you can get the, the staff to do a little research and maybe learn a little bit about the history of those items or how it ties to a tribe or a particular group of people. I think you can frame it in an educational setting, not just um, here's another, you know, Boy Scouts, here's another requirement for your merit badge. I, I had to look up God's Eye. I didn't even know what those were. What? But I can remember making those as a kid. We just yeah. never called them that. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, it's funny you mentioned the scouts and stuff because that, I mean, a lot of the stuff I did with Native American stuff was through scouting and, and different things like that and, and being a part of that. And I mean, we had a TP village. We had, you know, the TPs right. that, that you can go and, and kind of, I mean, what, where does that fall on, on the offensive line? What, what is that? Because <laughs> it, it, and, and it, it was very much, it was a, a place to play right. and not so much learn. You know, go back again. It, it really depends. There are there are native tribes and native groups who support some of the native programs, and there are other parts of the country where um, they don't. But I, I think it too also depends on the scout group. Um, there are some out there that do a good job of talking with their local tribes and, and bringing them in as um, resources and working with them. You know, I've seen uh, just recently down in our area. I've seen there's a, a a lodge that has worked closely with some of the southeastern tribes, and they have made some southeastern outfits, Cherokee, Seminole, um, and they've done a good job with it, and they've worked with those people to do it. You know, as far as the offensive line, you know, scouting tradition has a lot of Native American stuff in it, and I grew up in that and went through some of that. It it does cross the line at times, and I think, again, yeah. if you're – if you're a camp that doesn't have those traditions, I would be careful about going into that. Um, scout camps that have those traditions already established probably need to, you know, just talk to some native people in that area and, and find out what you can do to make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but you're talking about TP things, you know, setting up a TP to me, it, that isn't a, an offensive thing. I think that's really cool. I think people could, again, could learn something um, from native culture, from seeing a teepee um, and even letting kids set it up. I mean, that, that in itself is a process. Yeah, it, right. It is. <laughs> I yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and showing them how the, the native people could break them down, put them on the horse and then carry it uh, across the plains, you know, mm. and made, made themselves so, so mobile, even with those, dwellings um i think that's cool you know that that should be i'm thinking like pioneer merit badge or something at scout camp that would be cool to be able to do something like that and I, that to me that's a that's appropriate i, I don't think there's a problem with that okay. i uh, it, it's it's definitely not just uh scout camps i worked for a boys and girls club camp and we had uh teepees and yes every year we had to you know take them down before winter and then set them back uh-huh. up it's a it's it's not easy at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, yeah. Not. Well, I was just you talked a little bit about clothing, and you were saying like those those powwows and stuff. It, is it appropriate to wear anything special for like, especially if you're going to be part of the dance or part of the singing? I mean, would would they tell? Me, right, they're not going to tell me because they're not inviting me to sing. <laughs> but would they say, hey, you know, here's what you should wear for this or what you should have or what would the I mean, is that kind of depending on the different groups? Yeah. And one thing I just was thinking about, I should have said this to begin with. I, um, what I'm saying today is just my opinion. I do not speak for any tribes. <laughs> out there, so anybody listening, um, some of my my followers, if they're listening, I, I do not speak for any tribes. I'm just giving my opinion. It always depends. Always check with other people. But if you're going to a powwow, there are a couple of things you want to keep in mind if you are um, – if you want to go in during these intertribals or round dances or whatever and participate, most powwows will want you to at least dress. Um, street clothes is fine. They're not going to ask you to put on any kind of, of, of outfit um, or native clothing, but you want to go in respectfully. You don't want to um, – women should be going in in bikini tops. Most of the time, women are covered, and sometimes they even carry a shawl. Um, it's a, that's a – 
powwow thing that's uh, it's hard to describe, but it's a like a almost like a blanket they wear over their shoulders with fringe. So a lot of uh, a lot of my friends who aren't native that go to powwows, women, they'll carry a shawl with them so that when they do any the arena, they can cover their shoulders and things like that. Hmm. Some powwows shorts are okay. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, you do want to go in in long pants. Contest powwows and some of these other modern powwows that 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 line's blurring. But um, they're not going to ask you to wear any kind of traditional native regalia. Um, but just go in and be respectful. Yeah. Paul, what about the uh, the like the nomenclature? Like, what, what should be? You know, I've been saying Native Americans. Is that okay? Or like indigenous people? What what? what is... uh, I, all of the above is fine. And in fact, American Indian is fine. Uh, it's one of those things. There are uh, there's there's factions on all sides. So, yeah, I think any of that is fine. But you will find a lot of people who would just prefer to be called by their tribe instead of just being called a generic yeah. native or American Indian. So, you know, if you know that a person is Navajo, for example, just call them that. Gotcha. Um, That's good. What about stories? Uh, native American stories. I, how, are, how do those fit in with the camp setting? Yeah. I, you know, storytelling at campfires uh, – that to me is one of the things I remember, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a native story or just a, any kind of story being told around the campfire. That's that to me was awesome. I think that could be done in a very appropriate manner. It's again, don't pretend to be native. Just tell the story and tell it as uh, just that you are telling a native story. There's some great stories out there and there's some websites out there that list some um, some really cool uh, lessons to be learned in some of these stories. I think that those things are really awesome at, a, at a, any kind of camp. Mm. Yeah, I think those that would be fun. Most yeah. camps want to be respectful of, right. you know, and, and don't want, you know, to culturally appropriate anything. How do how do you share the culture in general with the campers? You know, we've talked about crafts. We've talked about uh, uh, stories and, and such. Is there anything that you may have seen at camps that you're like, no, that's that's not appropriate? Um, whether it be naming, you know, something. Uh, a lot of camps are named, you know, these American right, the, right. these. Uh, um, but as far as like, obviously, you're not going to have the kids going around and and doing the tomahawk sign and, and yelling and playing cowboys and Indians. I, I'm not sure, you know, as far as. But are, is there anything that you've seen you're like, no. Like if your camp said, hey, let's do this, you'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, in, in the scout background, I've seen some of the in, – in, in some of the other camps around here, I've seen yeah, some things that give you pause. Any kind of those um, ceremonies where you're trying to um, – uh, I forgot the group. There's a group around here locally that I, I saw them do a ceremony and they posted pictures all over Facebook where the campers went through this process. And afterwards they were called an Indian brave or something like that and get and put They put face paint on them. That's where it's it's crossing the line. And you're now. Paint, yeah, okay. that, that's definitely. Yeah, those are, you know, face paint and ceremonies and those things. That's where you're going beyond just culture. You're getting into people's uh, religion and spirituality. And those are things you just, you just don't want to do lightly. Right. That makes sense. The, well, and I mean, I, I seem to keep hearing you say this too, that what are you doing it for? Are you doing it to learn? Are you just doing it to, to do it? You know? And I think that's the, the big thing here. Are you teaching? Are you learning from this? Are you just doing it to do it or to be whatever? And I think that's a big part of it. And, and even like, I mean, 
if you're dressing up, you're doing this face paint. What's the point of that? Is is it for this whole little show, or right? And, and it seems to be, yeah. Instead of learning, yeah, instead of yeah. Like, some. And I get it, you know. I mean, as a camper, I remember seeing um, some of these uh, things at scout camps and going, "Wow, that's that's so mm-hmm. cool." So I get that why camps and camp directors would want to do that because it is awe inspiring for kids and it does grab the attention. But I think you know, now that we we are a little more advanced than we were when I was a, yep. a camper, I think we can we could find other ways to have that same effect or even other ways that we could do those things and be culturally appropriate. You know, and two, if you, you know, if you want to have some of that, um, I know there's some groups here in my area that do travel around to scout camps and do presentations. So if you're wanting that type of thing, if you want a dance or uh, somebody to come and sing, there are people out there that'll do that. It'll come by your camp and do it. Yeah. Just check with some of the local tribes there. There's, there's probably a group near you that'll do it. What is the easiest way to, I mean, how would I search local tribes? Like, how would I even go about starting that process? Sure. There, um, there are several directories that have listings of tribes. The But the easiest way for that I would think, because if you call the tribe, you're going to, some of these tribes are big and you're going to go through bureaucracy. Um, <laughs> the way I would do it, yeah, go and find a powwow that's close by and then talk to the dance, the people that put that powwow on. Those are the ones that are going to be active in the culture in your area. Go talk to them. And, you know, and there's probably on our powwow calendar on powwows.com. Here's here's my plug. Um, we we <laughs> list over 1,200 powwows a year. So there, I tell people, if you're in the United States or Canada, there is one near you um, within an hour drive probably. And so just dig and, and find those people and um, you know, just go to the powwow and talk to them. These people are – They'd love to talk, most of them, um, as long as you go up and, and ask respectfully. I think, I think you'd find somebody. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you plugged. I was just about to say that, too, because I, I clicked <laughs> in and put in Illinois. Let's see what's here and, and go around. So, yeah, I mean, we we have a big one not far from us, actually, coming up in June. So, Hopefully. Yeah, right. Yeah, all right. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, um. <laughs> And and these these groups that come around, like, are there different? Are there storytellers that'll come around? Are there yes. the drummers and uh, different yeah, different the, things? Okay, sure. Yeah, there's individual singers that will perform. Um, there's a lot of flute players, storytellers. It, you can just go to a local pub and see some of these performers and just talk to them and uh, see what they'll do. But there's, there's not some like, really talented people out there. Yeah, it sounds like it. There's not one big organization like the the Sioux Tribes organization that you can contact or the you know, Navajo organization. That's going to be a lot harder probably. Yeah, it is. And that's why I said, go to a, a local powwow. Uh, each of these powwows are sponsored by individual committees. There is no, you know, there's not a powwow association that kind of governs them. Not like the, not like the NCAA or something like that. Right. So each one is individual. Uh, some of them are run by tribes. Some are run by just a group of people. So you just find a local powwow and that's your, going to be your best bet. We, another plug, um, Hopefully, by the time people are listening to this, powwows.com is working on a directory for native performers to be able to list themselves. Um, It's going to be called Native Talent. Um, So www.powwows.com slash native talent. And we're hoping to roll that out here in the next day or two. So that'll be a place where you could also go and find a singer or, you know, drums or whatever. That's a great idea. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, from listening to you, I think the big thing really is like 
I, I don't get these performers to come out to start my color war. I get them to come out to teach. <laughs> I get them to come out yes. and, and learn from. And, and right. that's the big thing. I think where a lot of camps have really fallen short on this is we use it as entertainment instead of education. And, I think and that's to try and figure that out. Yes. So, can, can be both. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, I think if you do it the right way, you can get that effect on the kids um, where they are just over, just overwhelmed by what they're seeing, uh, but done in a correct way. Yes. So. One one other thing I wanted to ask was I, I would assume that going to these powwows, there would be vendors like some of them are, you know, uh, selling their handicrafts or, or what have you. Yes. So if Chris's wife were to go and she mm-hmm. and she's obviously not Native American, she goes and she gets some uh, Dreamcatcher earrings. That's okay to wear around? Sure. Okay. Uh, no problem with that. That's something that the vendors were selling to the public. I don't think there's a problem with that. I can't say that every vendor out there is selling appropriately, but generally mm-hmm. speaking, you know, stuff you find at a vendor's booth and at a powwow is going to be fine. No problems. So we want to, but in, in if you buy Native American type of stuff, whether it be jewelry, moccasins, whatever, it's always best to buy them from Native American as opposed to made in China, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> um, it, and when you're going to powwows or any kind of festival that has Native American booths set up, um, the, the Indian Arts and Crafts Act does state that if something is sold as being Native American, it must be made by a Native American. So you can oh. usually ask ask who the artist was or ask who made it most of the time they will they'll tell you and they'll know that and even like there's some tribes like the Cherokee up in North Carolina when you go into the, any of their stores and buy authentic things they they come with a tag that tells you who they are and, and you know the a little bit about the artist and almost re- they have a registry up there that they keep track of things oh wow i've got a basket up on my shelf that it still has the, the t- from Cherokee telling me exactly who made it oh that's awesome. so neat I didn't even know there was that act. Yeah, I know. I've never heard of that. I remember going to uh, when I, I used to live full time in an RV and I would travel around the U.S. And I remember in the middle of like nowhere, New Mexico or different places, there'd just be this huge gift shop. And you would, you would stop <laughs> right. there and maybe like a little gas station. You stop there and it would just be full of Native American stuff. And I always wondered, I was like, is this, you know. Who, who made this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And there is a lot of things being made overseas. I know people are supporting themselves doing that. It, but it's just they just can't sell it as being Native made. They can sell it as inspired by Native Americans or something like that. I but yeah, just ask and you'll find out who the artist is. Right. Awesome. awesome. Christy, did you have any other questions? No. I, I mean this has been helpful because Educational. you do. you. you <laughs> what I grew up in, I, I mean – Native Americans, Indians were, were kind of the villains. They were kind of the, we could, we could do this. We can mock this. Like it, it was approved back then. And even I know um, we were just watching Peter Pan, the old cartoon with my kiddos. And we had to stop oh, yeah. it and like talk to them about it. Like, this is not good, <laughs> you know, and, and kind of told my kids. And I, I think that's the big thing that we're starting to figure this out. Finally, is America We're idiots sometimes. And it took us a while, but that, Hey, this is not appropriate, and you know what? What is appropriate in finding that? So, thank you so much for coming on and and just kind of talking with us and and helping us out because I do feel like camps sometimes 
cross the line a lot <laughs> that we we go a little and, bit farther yeah you know and i don't want to discourage any of the camps out there from trying to incorporate native culture into it i think it is an important thing for our, our young folks and our young campers to learn about and it's, it's a great opportunity to give them a little more uh, cultural insight with native culture just do it yeah like you said in the appropriate way it's not for entertainment it's not mm-hmm. for any kind of like anything like that i think we are finally starting to get things right in my community there are still there are times when it goes almost too far too and, and i think we can be too sensitive so mm-hmm. it, it goes back to just do it the right way just ask questions like a uh, give you an example in in my community there are a lot of times especially on Facebook if somebody uses the word costume uh, they will get just killed online for using that word and I get it I know why people are offended by it but it's it's not people people aren't saying that word maliciously they're just trying to describe something they saw. Most natives will tell you they prefer regalia or dance clothes or outfit, something like that. It's not a costume because they're not dressing up to pretend to be something that they're mm-hmm. that they aren't. Uh, it's part of their life, their culture. But again, that sometimes I think we push it too far the other way and we become, become too sensitive to it. So I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and starting a dialogue. It's one of those things. It, it's it's always better if we just start asking questions and having the conversation. I think that's that's the important step. And uh, again, if camps want to reach out to me, or, um, I can put them in touch with other resources too. And I'd be glad to to have any kind of conversations with other camps if they if they have more questions. Uh, awesome. So for contact information, just go to your site, powwows.com? Yes. And uh, I'm on Facebook or LinkedIn or uh, Instagram, anything. Um, just look for powwows.com, um, Paul Gatter and... Um, Email is webmaster at powwows.com. And we'll have those links in the uh, in the show notes. Yep. Um, yeah, it was great having you on, Paul. I, the the site, there's even, I just noticed, there's even some uh, craft tutorials on your site. Uh, uh, so I even yes. saw, there's Pinterest. He's on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> and videos um, of, yes. of powwows and, and all kinds of uh, great information. So thanks again, Paul, for, for being here. Yes, thank you Thanks so for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, so that was great uh, having Paul on. Yeah, well, I I learned a lot. I mean, that's because we we've, we've talked about this yeah, on, on the podcast before. Like, what should we be doing and what shouldn't we be doing? And so, no, this is excellent. And uh, yeah, the the thing that he's he's a camp guy, and yeah. you know he's he runs this this site and has so much knowledge uh, that it was it was perfect to have him on. So. And if you have any questions, you're like, well, I'm not sure about this, uh, you can reach out to him, and he, he'll be happy to, to let you know well, what his and, thoughts and are. And he even said, reach out to, to the native tribes in your area. Yes. Because right? yes. every area is going to be different. No, you're and right. So right. That, that would be the Wherever the you're located. Yep. And what the, the tribe that's near there. Mm-hmm. And, sure. They're all going to say something different. That's true. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Cool. No. All right. Well... Next week's going to be another great week. Sure. Tune in. <laughs> Check it out. I mean, technically, no one has made us, uh, there's no uh, not podcasting. Technically, this is probably all what people are doing right now is listening to stuff. I Because you so. can't go out. You can't do anything. So, <laughs> if, if there's an episode that you really connect with, uh, please share it with others. 
Uh, Paul is in camping. He had no idea there were even camping podcasts yeah. or, or podcasts around summer camps. So let's get the word out that there are resources, that there the podcast, there's some sites, there's some great Facebook groups. Sure, Wink. While you're sitting at home, listen to us. <laughs> need, need, needs to be some good YouTube channels on camping. We got to we gotta get on that. We got, we got this, I mean, we got almost 60 uh, episodes out right now. So great binge watching or listening, binge listening. Binge listening, that's right. While you're uh, washing the dishes, working out, whatever, driving. Yeah. Awesome. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening. See ya. (laughs)